If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Good afternoon, Roxy Soxy. You know what's so funny is every time that we see each other, even though, listen to my voice, by the way, I'm a little sick over here, um, is that we're in the same color. I know. It's I know. It's like a Christmas episode. Yes. 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 It was meant to be. It It was was meant meant to be. be. And who do we have today is one of my favorite guests who I've actually been able to interview this is the third time I've interviewed you. Oh, my god. Heather Dubrow. She gets a song. Oh, I love it. I do oh, love you, so and good. I'm so thankful that you're here. I keep asking why you keep coming back. Well, she's you know all, the way, love you. all the way from the O.C. All the yeah. way from the O.C. Yeah, all the way down there. I, you know what? I'm always here on Wednesdays because I do my podcast, Heather Dubrow's World, and then I'll take meetings or come on like a fabulous show like Women on Top and right. see you great right. girls. And then Terry and I have a podcast called Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. so we do that at 5 o'clock on Wednesdays, and then we have date night. Oh. So it's like a it's like a whole day. And you guys have kids, so you know. So my whole intention, because when I first started having kids, my thing was like, I how can I be on a set? And I know people right. do it, but like you can't you, you work it around your schedule. You have to do their schedule and then figure out if it works for you, right? right? So my whole thing for the last few years, especially after leaving Housewives, is what can I do in those seven hours right. that they're gone? Right. Or just one day. If I could just leave for one day, how much can I get done in that one day? And you get so much more done for some reason when you don't have kids. Obviously, people go, well, it's, well that's... Of course you do, but you don't realize how time, they suck so much time from you. I had the baby today and I got nothing done. I didn't even do one email. Right. And it's like you can't concentrate on two things at once. Although because you can't be, multitask. It's we not We feel a thing. like we can though. No. Yeah. It's hard, can't. but it, within an hour, it's amazing. Sometimes I do look at myself and I'm like, shit, I got so much done in that hour because you literally only have an hour right. of the day that you pack in like 10 things. Right. And that's why you know? it's important. And I know you know this, but right. I, and I'm- Sometimes I'm good at this, sometimes I'm not. But that's why it's so important to like delineate your time. Like you have to say, all right, I am home now. I am with children. I am putting my phone over here and and I'm going to be very present, which is great. And I think most of us do that like 80% of the time. And the other 20%, can we curse on here? Oh, the fuck oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. The yeah. yeah. Oh, right. bullshit. Wow. The other... It's like it's one of those podcasts. <laughs> good, I'm happy. Why is there no alcohol here? Oh, there used oh. to be. Oh, no. used God. to be so drunk. And then I, I was like, I don't even like what I was saying. Although... I think we started with like butt plugs and I was like, there we go again. We crossed the line in like the first five seconds. Anyway, so the other 20%, I feel it's like a shit show, you know, like sometimes you're not doing anything well. Like I'm on my phone and I'm trying to finish scheduling his Mm -hmm. thing and her whatever and my trip to this and my whatever. So I'm trying to figure all that out and trying to be present and you just, you just can't. That's why I do like Wednesdays because I feel like on Wednesdays, 
I'm it's completely like, yeah. I'm here, I'm in business mode, and I'm getting shit Do you get frustrated yeah. with your husband because men think that they can multitask? And it's funny because when I'm talking to or fighting with my husband and he's on the phone, I know he's not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can hear you, I can hear you. And I think it's because it's something about the frontal lobe of their brain. Like it turns on when they're like doing something and, they, and all the other parts of their brain don't work. You know, it's like I get so frustrated when he thinks he can talk to me or thinks he can understand what I'm saying while he's on the phone. My husband doesn't even try. He doesn't even try. <laughs> no. so that's what happens after how many years of marriage? We've been together almost 23 years, married wow. 20. But I don't mean it like that per se. Is more like <laughs> he just, Terry just does he's what staying, he, he yeah. just does his thing. And you're yeah. okay with it? Well, I mean, sometimes yes, mm-hmm. sometimes no. I call him my fifth child, which is bad in a way, but it's true because what he does is very intense Mm -hmm. and he does it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And so he can't think about all those other Mm -hmm. things. So I'm like his support system to do that. I actually don't mind this. And this may sound a little like antiquated and thinking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you an analogy that it's going to make you vomit. But like (laughs) at a buffet, I wouldn't mind (laughs) making him a plate. Okay, that's sweet. Like, that's, it's you, like, it's like, you know what? You're, like yeah. sometimes, like we used to go to Pelican Hill for um, Easter brunch, okay? Right. And if he was like sitting talking to his guy friends or whatever, I'd be like, you know what? I'll just make you a plate. Don't worry, honey. And I'll go make him a plate. It would make me feel good to just take care of him. Twice a year, I make one thing and that's it. And so, <laughs> and it's like Hanukkah latkes yeah. and then a random and you're salami. Really good at it. Oh, I'm and really good at no, one I'm thing. Really, really good ever. ever. And but I, nothing else. Nothing else. And I screwed them up last year and I felt like a failure for like four days. <laughs> right. I'm like, I have one thing and I messed You can only do one thing right. It's bad. So it's those little ways that like, that's how uh-huh. like I show my love and let me just take care of you. Okay, you do this thing. You're very intense. And when you come home, I'll make him his drink when I know he's about when I hear the garage I'll prepare his little cocktail and be like hey da 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 and we have a chef like great which is so lucky no I'm saying lucky me now I'm vomiting do you know what I mean like you thought I was gonna I know but I don't wanna make it out I don't wanna make it out like I'm doing all this work it's just that you know we're very lucky I'm grateful to have these things but I do those little things for him so that you know I feel like I'm taking care of him and whatever but uh, th- th- it's the reverse that really doesn't happen that all that much, which is partially my fault. Uh-huh. Him because- giving you the buffet plate. No, never. No. And doesn't no. that frustrate you? And doesn't it make you feel unloved and unwanted? <sighs> Not in that respect, but there are certain mo- on the daily, no. Because mm-hmm. on the daily, this man loves me. Like, he'll right. tell me in And no you know that. You have a sense of yeah. self. Mm-hmm. And in, in no uncertain terms, he will say to me, I know this might be unpopular, but I love you more than the kids. That's See, if my husband said that to me, I would be making him plates at the house. Right. Do you know there what I mean? Like, I, it's words of affirmation that is your love language then. But it's not, he's not even saying it like to be nice. Like, right. he just means that. See? Well, that's, that's, he's like, it's you and me. They're here for a limited period of time with us. They're enjoying our lifestyle and then they leave. And I then it's back it. to being you and me, which is great. Right. And I know he loves me, but there's definitely moments where I feel like, okay, I know you work hard and this is great, but... What I do is I have 12 jobs and I'm raising four kids mm-hmm. and yeah. um, with not that much help from you. Right. Uh, I mean, he would say, but I'm doing, I'm making the money. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying custodial help, right. emotional help, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and which is okay to a point. But when I need that help mm-hmm. or that backup and he doesn't back me up, then it's a problem. Right. So would you consider like your marriage to be like a traditional marriage, would you say? Or would you say like it's more progressive? How would you classify it? That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I, if you would use the word traditional, meaning like the woman play stays the wife, home. Yes. You play right. the wife role. Um, 
I I do play the wife role, but I also work. Right. So and we work together. Right. So we have podcasts, we have books. Our third book is coming together? out. We work together well. Well. Yeah. And our, what's the secret to that? Because I'm learning it. <laughs> I'll tell you is that because we have separate careers. So if okay. you think like so I have my podcast, my YouTube channel, I have a fashion line coming out. And I, so you're doing it, nothing really with nothing. your life. <laughs> yeah. Right, got it. Very, very, very lazy oh, and boring. Do something, and Heather. Bond, but, <laughs> very boring. But they're all things I manage to do while the kids right. mostly are at school. Um, so I do that. He's a surgeon and he's got right. botched. And and then together, we write books. Our third book is coming out in March called The Debro Keto Fusion Diet. We have podcasts together. We have skincare line supplements. We sell on a shopping channel for four years. The thing is, is that my feeling about marriages is you need something to do together. Some people hike, some people ride their bikes. Mm-hmm. We like to work and we like to be creative. Right. So for us, like birth, it, that's what we no, do together. But having said that, I'm not sure how it would be is if it, if it were all we did mm-hmm. was work. just together. Right. I think that's a slippery slope. And I know that some people make it work, but I, I feel like you need something to talk about at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Right. It's right. like you did that separation too, yeah. that distance. I do think doing things that are novel is good for the relationship as well. And this is what I said to my husband because we're so bogged down in postpartum. I'm right. like, we need to do things that we wouldn't normally do, like go get on one of those little scooters or something and, and have a good time in a novel way. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes it can just be about work and the kids and, you know, never really connecting and feeling like a child again. And I mm-hmm. feel like maybe that's why your marriage works is because there are moments throughout your relationship with him that you do feel like a kid together and you do feel like you're having some sort of novel fun. Yeah. And, I, and I'll, yes, I agree with that. And I'll also say this. I'm very um, careful and protective of our relationship. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, look, I have four kids in seven years. There was a lot of feces and diapers and like craziness. Feces. <laughs> I love, I love that word. Just rolled up your tongue. Just a lot of fecal matter. You know what? Fecal matter in my hair right now. I'm probably sure. do, and I could sum it up for myself as well. But you know, it's just so many years that you're in the trenches. But even back then, uh-huh. we always had date night. Always. Even right after you get, had gave birth, like, or was there like I mean, a period of time? day after, but <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah, like, like a two weeks oh, after. So pretty not with the twins, because that was crazy, and there were our first two, and who knew. Right. But we would still, we would have dinner. We had a baby nurse. We'd go downstairs. We'd have dinner together. Mm-hmm. We o- have always, always, always made yeah. time for each other. And without is, the kids. Without the kids. Yeah. The only thing that I really feel like I did incredibly wrong and that I would do over again, and I highly re- recommend this to you guys and all your listeners, is we did not travel when they were little. I always felt... Yeah, and it was great. No, I don't mean with the kid. Really, oh, I mean without. With, no, 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 without. The we kid. did one time, and it was the best three days of my entire life. We had so much what? sex, yes, and we were so connected. And yes. I was running yes. like on the streets, like a like a fifteen year old. Like you know, it was just incredible. And I'm going to London next month, and I've asked for him to come and meet me in Paris for two days. Yes, and it's like he's like a little trepid about it, and I'm like, we got to do it. You have, we to. have to do it. And it's yeah. scary to leave young babies behind because you think, you know, I I write this every time I leave I write on a piece of paper like if, if something die, yeah, yeah. if I die <laughs> I if something you. happens no no I say please leave the children with Julie and Daryl you so have to do I, your I thing the will, yeah, the will I know. and then I like to. sign have it at to. the bottom it took us 15 years oh, yeah. 14 yeah. years the twins like, are turning 16 it took us 14 happens, years like, to do it this is where they're gonna go I used to write that and paper and I like too. put it up and I say oh. to the nanny I'm like it's right there it's right there because I'm scared for us both to go somewhere when they're so young yeah and especially flying together too and we didn't really have anyone good to take care of them while we were gone uh-huh. Like our family wasn't user friendly like that, and they didn't live nearby. And even if they did, honestly, still not user friendly. 
So I was always scared to leave. But you know, we had such great nannies working with us. It's easier to be patient when it's not your kid. There's less emotionality. And you're leaving. You're there for a finite period of time. It's different. But I'm telling you that the thing to do is to travel with your partner Mm -hmm. while your children are young. They don't remember. And I have news for you. They're on a schedule. It's all very timed out. You know when they're walking in the park. You know when they're sleeping. You know when they're having tummy time. You know exactly what Mm -hmm. they're doing. As opposed to when they're 16 and now they can drive. And and unless you're checking... Life 360 every five seconds. You have no idea idea. what's going on. Please take my advice on this and travel more. So Terry and I... Sean, um, come to Paris with me. No, Sean, go to Paris. Sean, come to Paris. We we would do like a three-day trip, a two-day trip, but nothing. And then two years ago, Mm -hmm. so the twins were 14, Coco was, our youngest was seven, Um, uh, we went to the Maldives. We went to Dubai and the Maldives. We went to Dubai and the Seychelles recently. It was with the kid. Yeah. Okay, but you can't, it's a different trip. It wasn't the greatest. No. I'm not going to lie. It's a different trip. And it was like the coolest, sexiest trip. And then we went, um, so the kids now go to sleepaway camp. The twins are now too old. But two years ago, I sent all four of them, even though Coco was like a little young. She was like one of the youngest campers. She's a trooper. She's the fourth one. She'll be good. By the way, she had the best time. So they went and we did the staycation. I'm like, this was cool. Because everyone's like, aren't you traveling? I'm like, no, how can I leave the country when my kids are at sleepaway? Well, guess what we did this year? We left the country. We went, it was our 20 year wedding anniversary. And we went to um, all over the south of France mm-hmm. and to Paris. Oh, the most best sex, right? Best yes. hotel oh, sex. Hotel sex, the best sex. caviar, yes. dompe yes. everywhere. It was the best oh. trip ever. Right. Oh. Do you feel like you can have good sex with four kids at home, all the work that you're doing? You're still in the trenches, and it's really hard. And that's why, like, one night away yeah. could do the body good. Oh, right. Yeah. little hotel action. But then yeah. isn't it stressful yeah. because you haven't had sex for a while, and then it's, like, so much pressure? Because you're like, this is the one night we're in the hotel. It better be Well, it, better be it can be, but you have to set yourself up for success and not failure. Right. And don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. That's my better That's to my have problem. Better to have peace uh-huh. right. than to be right sometimes. Pop a little champagne, mm-hmm. Pop, right? But not too much, because then if you drink too much- Oh, then you then pass you out. You know what I kind of like to do right. sometimes mm-hmm. in that scenario is you go- like, I, like, Do you ever stay at the Waldorf here? Because you guys oh, are in yes. town. Nice. It's yeah. so fabulous. Go there for a night, and this is what you do. You go rooftop, and you have a little drinky drink, like and- and then you go, and then you go to your room, then you have sex. sex. Then you have like a micro nap, and then you shower and change and make yourself fabulous. Yes. Then you go up for, like to catch, you go somewhere yeah. cool and fun, Dinner. right? And then maybe there's a round two. But yeah. if there's not, it's okay. It's okay you've already checked I know, box. it's less stressful yeah. to have sex before you leave. Yes. Right. And it's think that it's going to happen. And you've had too many coffee. And then morning sex point. is yeah. the, I feel like morning sex for me is just the worst. Ugh, I don't know if you guys like, like it. Sex. I mean, unless I'm like hungover where everything's like on fire, then I get it. But if it's just more, there's That is so weird. That's the time I I wouldn't want yeah. to have sex. Yeah, it's like blood flow. I need blood flow. In yes. the morning, I, there's no blood flow. Yeah. Huh, interesting. I don't mind the morning, but like, I don't get like the movies where they roll over and start kissing. I'm like, oh, mm, I know. No. With like that breath, that morning breath. <laughs> My husband and I don't Good sleep God. next to each other right now because he's with the baby. He's been doing all the nights with the baby, which is so, because I'm done breastfeeding. That is crazy. And then I'm still a bitch about right. it. I'm Wait, like, how old's the baby now? She's like six, seven months. 
By the way, she should be sleeping through the night. Why is he sleeping? With she, well, because she does wake Look up. Look at my from, judgmental yeah, right? <laughs> she does wake up from two to three, and I can't. I just can't deal anymore. I'm going to teach I'm you like, how to yeah, do this. Please oh, do. God, yeah. And so he stays with her. I'm hard. And then I'm so mad because I'm like, Happy. why aren't you sleeping in the bed with me? But he's with her, so I need to stop being a bitch. That's no, no. You don't need to stop being, stop being a bitch. What yeah. you need to do is sleep train the baby because the baby's old enough mm-hmm. to not wake up so in the middle of the night. So I think the actual mark, if I remember this correctly, four months. At four months- she's sleeping through, yeah. They literally- don't need nutrition. So what happens is, you know, they go through those stages and they start waking up, but you have to like stay on top of it and keep them sleeping because not only is it better for the baby, but honestly, it's better for you guys as a A couple. You have to be able to put everyone to bed and you need to stay in bed. Having said that, my almost nine-year-old now will not sleep in her own bed at night anymore. Mine, my other one sleeps with me. My five-year-old sleeps with me. She's going to my other daughter's bed. It's that she can't stand her in there either. So now I've been trying to sleep with her and I'm trying to wean her off sleeping with me. I'm doing a whole thing now. It's like a shit show. You know what? It's crazy. Right now my five-year-old is jumping in the bed with us Same. every single with night. Me. And then and I think it's going to leave. Like I know. They're going to grow up. Like, no, it doesn't, doesn't happen. Stop. She's no. almost nine. Has she maybe been doing it consistently no. like that? She no. had a number of years where she was sleeping by herself. She was totally fine. And then I don't know what happened. This started like a year and a half ago maybe. Right. And then she's Oh, she was constantly, but she'd like throw open the door at 3 a.m. And then it was so funny. I got her, I was trying all these different things. Yep. I got monster spray. I got her, oh, yeah, I got yes, her a yes, night famous light. Famous monster spray. Okay, I got yes. her a night light. I got her a Batman alarm clock that would turn on when whenever. Then finally, I got her a weighted blanket. I'm like, this, and this I, is going to change everything. I, work, I give yeah. her these speeches right? like, so-and-so told me about this. You love so-and-so. She says, this is a miracle. You're, and I and I, and I I think like it's the placebotron, right? right? So right, it's got to right. work. Right. on some level right. so I put the weighted blanket on her tuck her in bed love you out I go three o'clock in the morning door flies open it doesn't work <laughs> this blanket doesn't work I you need to that. sleep train your child then yes Darcy. I'm trying seriously it you're like you didn't even babies. give it enough time no but I, it's hard this eight nine year that's why I'm saying if you can nip it in the bud young wow. because yeah. I do have friends that that were like doing the family bed and right. it was very difficult to get them to their own bed at like age five it's hard to have sex yeah right Wait, right well you're not I having mean, sex and that's right, the problem no. but with this eight nine year old phenomenon it's very strange because they're smart Mm-hmm. Right. And she's scared, and she yeah. can she can talk about it, mm-hmm. but she can't figure out the solution. The solution yeah. And the solution for her is she needs someone sleeping with her. She will sleep right. in her own room, but she wants someone to be with her. Like if if my other daughter, Cat, the almost thirteen year old, if she would let her sleep with her, she'd be fine. Right. Oh, so then it'd be all done. But yeah. she doesn't want that. No, because <laughs> she's almost thirteen, and she wants right. her little sister out of her bed. So right. Right. now it's a constant juggling act. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about breasts. Do oh, it. Oh, boobies. And plastic surgery. Done. Okay. So Mine are real. I've had to. Yeah, yours are real. I know. Yeah. You let me touch them. Yeah. They're real. Do you remember? You let me touch. See? Okay. It's oh, a good girl. Yeah. Okay. How, yep, how yep. are they real? Confirmed. They're real. They're real. They're, well, they used to be fabulous. So I had full natural D breasts. Right. Wow. Like rock star. Oh, my God. You're yeah. just born that way. I mean, they born just that came way. Out. They're in my family. It's oh. like a really And they're really perky, too. Damn. Perky, beautiful breasts. Oh, I know. I hate you well, you don't have to hate me anymore because what happened was I had four kids. I did not breastfeed. Okay. I did a lot of fertility and I started with twins and it was just honestly too much for me to even consider. And I, 
I know this is going to maybe give me some backlash, but I just, the thought of it, like, I just, I can't. No, it's, it's just not my, it's, it's not the just, fun thing it's just, all. it wasn't my yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, it's and I, you knew that. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, not judging anyone. Fabulous, beautiful. I think it's a beautiful right. thing. I'm not turned off by anyone right. else doing it. I see someone breastfeeding. I think it's wonderful. Right. Me, no. So I didn't breastfeed, but I had four kids and they still deflated. And it was, but nipples are still good and a good mm-hmm. placement, whatever. But this is what was interesting. My breast tissue came back. Mm-hmm. I would say after like three years after I had my last one. Okay. In a, in a not insignificant way. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear people getting like mommy makeovers like mm-hmm. six months after their last kid. Like me. No, you- I haven't. But okay. I wanted to talk to you no, about it. Because I actually gotta wait. don't know if I want a third kid. But for me, because my babies were so big, mm-hmm. they were 10.2 pounds around both of them. And so it's just like my lower stomach that I just, if I could just go stomach. beep, everything would be in good place. Right. And yeah. also I have a separation, so the um, rectus diastasis mm-hmm. or something. So I've got a three finger separation, which yeah. sounds very sexual and I wish it was. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it, it, it ruins my back. So yeah. I have no, I have no strength in my lower back. Right. So I'm thinking to fix the separation, but I'm like, while you're there, can you just pull the skin down? And then I'm like, while I'm out, why don't you just lift up the boobs? And then why not get a nose job? You know what I mean? <laughs> All at the same time. The why, not? Like, why not? I'm like, well, I'm out. I don't need any of that. First I'm out but, anyway. But here's the thing. So just so you understand, if you, do you guys sew at all? Mm, not we really. look like sewers. No, I didn't think so. But I was going to talk about fabric. So if no. you understand, so the um, so the muscles are separated. And so if you understand that when your muscles separate, everyone's muscles separate when we have kids, right? Mm-hmm. So they separate and, and that means they're taking up more space, right? right, right. So it's stretching out the skin a little mm-hmm. bit, even if it's a tiny bit, it's stretching it out just mm-hmm. a little bit. So when you put them back together, obviously the skin is going to be lax. Right. So putting those muscles back so together to fix the skin. gives you more laxity. Yeah. But there's also, Terry can tell you this better, but obviously there's an equation because you want to be able, you need enough skin right. to enough. be able to, you'd be surprised, to be able to pull it all the way down to like, let's say, did you have C-sections? Yes. To like where, me too. So where your right. C-section scars, yes. you have to be able to grab that skin up here and pull it down to the scar down there and see if they meet. And I bet they don't. So what happens is- But they do. I bet they don't. Because I was overweight as a child, so I've always had extra skin. I feel like I'm a good candidate. Is your, is your husband, that's what he does, right? Yes. So if I go to him, will he be nice to me? Of course. Okay. He might um, even give here, you a discount. You I never know. know. But here's the thing. Never know. When, never know. When you don't have enough skin, because I totally would have done it, I didn't have enough skin, but I had enough skin. Right. So now I just stand up. No, that's not going to fix mine. No, I stand up really straight. Like, I never bend over at the beach. Like, Like, if I drop something, it's gone. It's just going to be in the sand. I've seen your stomach. It looks amazing. I stand up. Right. I stand up straight. And then I had, um, my belly button is hideous. You had that fixed. No, because I have a hideous belt. Well, I had a hernia surgery. Right. Because I had a a umbilical hernia. Which is another word for a belly button surgery. (laughs) Yeah, belly button surgery. So I had the hernia, and when they put it back in, that's when I was like, so why don't you just do a tummy tuck? He's like, you don't have enough skin. You're going to have a scar here. You're going to have a scar. And I went, oh, forget Forget it, man. So now I have this hideous belly button, and everyone's always like, look at her belly button. And I'm like, whatever, man. Oh, yeah. Someday, Is he so, back to me getting surgery, Um, (laughs) is he so booked up that I can't get in? I can get you in. Yes! That's why you're on the podcast. I was going to say, was that the only reason I'm here? Because I just want to get into his schedule. Um, Here's the thing, though, and I really recommend this for everyone. You need to wait at least a year Mm -hmm. and maybe even longer to see how your body balances back. My first, I still had skin. I would have done it then. 
by the way, with my with the twins, and then even after my second one, my breast tissue did not come back. It didn't come back till after my fourth. So I don't know why that is. Maybe it was just me and I. my body's freakish. I have no idea. All I'm saying is, you know, it takes a year and our bodies change so much. And then you have the baby. It's just, right. it's so much on our bodies. You have to let them rest. And if you're not sure if you're going to have a third, do not do it. Do not do it. Now, has, 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 your, has your sweet husband ever treated you for anything? Hmm. Um, uh, he did my umbilical hernia. Okay. Yeah. And while he was there, he cleaned up my C-section scar. Oh. Are you allowed to operate though on Yeah. You are. Totally. Wait, so I would worry my husband would be like he clean it up. She's out. So you know, you know, you know, like over the C section scar, do you have that lump? I had such a bad lump with my first that I couldn't exercise for at least a good two years almost. That with my second C section, they took the lump out. What is that lump? I don't know. I, I'm gonna. Is it I'm, is it scar tissue? I would think so. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But everyone gets that little lump. So what happened yeah. was he fixed my umbilical hernia, okay. and then he fixed. He took the lump out. Okay. At the bottom. So that was like I can't have a tummy tuck. So I'll just have him take the lump out because it right. looked, you know, in a bathing suit, it looked like. Excuse me. It looked like I had like a hot dog <laughs> sitting above my pusamos. Are you just happy to see everybody? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sideways. Yeah. Um, we call That's it hot. By I, mean, gross. I mean, I'd take anything right now. I'll take sideways up. By the way, we call, like, a, we call it a... We call it Why not? We call it a pusamos because in Spanish, you know, we, we put, but in, you know, when you're in eighth grade, that's like very funny because it sounds like pussy, so... Never said pussy on the <gasps> podcast. Oh my God. Oh, are Heather's the, our first. Oh, there you Yay. go. So, so he did that for me. Um, has he done anything else? No. He doesn't even do like... Because I get a little Botox and that mm-hmm. i don't even do facials i don't do lasers mm-hmm. what about the the vampire facial we're about to <gasps> yeah do we're about Friday. to do it have oh, you done it no but my okay. twins my teenage twins have both done it <gasps> have they really yeah so it's micro needling and prp so they take your blood and they spit it and they mm-hmm. put you on your face they both were getting um acne, acne. Uh-huh. and my son is getting really tall and i was going to put him on low dose accutane because mm-hmm. that can be a good thing too mm-hmm. low dose and that way they don't really have the side effects to it like the dry face and mm-hmm. depression and that kind of thing but when I was reading the literature, it said it can close the growth plates prematurely. And I thought, you know what? He's growing. And I just, right. I, I would love for him to like get every like inch he could get out of that right. body. And so I didn't want to do that to him. So I asked Terry's esthetician. She was like, no, ask Chona, our nurse. You know, she does this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So they, ha- I don't have it they, done. They, they, how do they feel? Amazing. amazing. Was it painful? Yeah, they numb your face. I, that's the that's the freakiest part to me. Too, and they draw right? your blood. She and doesn't then, like the blood. I don't uh, like the numbing. So I we're know. like quite a pair. She's and then the, I the guess blood. they roll <laughs> the micro needling. I've never had it done. And so so they just told me I should have this done too. But mm-hmm. I'm so scared. I'm allergic to everything. Right. I'm so sensitive that I think truly right. that the reason why I don't get a lot done is because I'm scared Same. that something I'm gonna like my skin color is gonna change or I'm gonna have splotches. I don't know. I'm just worried. Have you ever heard of breast? illness, uh, breast implant illness. Terry would say no, mm-hmm. that it's not a thing. It's not a real thing. You no. think it's just like a hypochondria? No, I think that from what I understand, not being an expert, but from what I understand, that if you look at the control group mm-hmm. with people that don't even have implants and what diseases they get versus mm-hmm. the people that have implants, it seems pretty equal. Mm-hmm. Now, Heather, did did uh, Terry treat any of the women on The Real Housewives of the no. OC? specifically. Never. He actually, he won't even do friends. <laughs> okay. Or family. He said he would do me. <laughs> well, you're like, you're not my friend. You're not friend. my friend, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, don't even know you, bitch. <laughs> no, you know what? It's like he doesn't want to do people that are in our like everyday Immediate circle. World. Right, right, yeah. Right. yeah. I could be. 
Are you kidding? <laughs> just kidding. Well, we it, could it, be there. Don't talk to me just for kidding, a while so kidding, you can get your surgery done. <laughs> so he never treated any of the ladies. No. Okay. Okay. No, definitely not. So have you been watching the show this season? No. no. So I didn't watch the show before I joined it, and I have not seen it since. The okay. only thing I could tell you is I talked to Tamara, so sometimes okay. she'll like tell me something. I like Tamara. I know. Yeah, she's cool. The only one that she would be like the fun one to hang out. You and yeah, her would be like, like the two. Yeah. She's not. She's. No, like in yeah. like off the show, like right. just in real life, IRL, as they say. Um, she's look how cool I am, kids. <laughs> so she's she's super chill, and she, I think she's a great mom, yeah. and she's a great and grandmother wife and grandmother, I mean, and she crazy. loves her family. Yeah. yeah, she's grandmother, loves her family, and no, she's super cool. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but I I heard some things about the show this year, and then the new gal Bronwyn works out at the same gym I do. So we've mm-hmm. met, and our kids were in Taekwondo together. Okay. And then her mom accosted me and Terry on a plane, <gasps> and I didn't know who she was because I don't watch the show. And uh-huh. I, she looks like Betsy Johnson. You know, she's got right, like right, right, right. crazy hair and right. like cute, like cool, yeah. like live your best life. You love this right. look, rock yeah. it. But I didn't know who she was. And then she took a picture of like the back of our chairs and in, in on the plane. It was like we didn't recognize her on purpose. We were rude. Oh, or something. Right. oh did she post that? Yeah. <gasps> oh, she was being serious. Ooh. Yeah. I don't care. How do you deal? How do you deal with? the shaming and the backlash does it affect you I know we say sometimes we're like you know what we can rise above it and I always say that unhappiness is the fastest pipeline to hate people are unhappy that's true that's why they shame other people but it does get under your skin at some point doesn't it Uh because we're human it was very difficult for me to be on housewives I'm Tamara will tell you this now because after I left the show I unfollowed everyone and people were like, oh, like it was a big story. Yeah. And Tamara gives an interview. She goes, Heather's very sensitive. You right. don't understand. She just doesn't want to see what's going on because it might make her feel bad or something. Right. I'm like, right. Exactly. Right. Like, by the way, we're friends. Right. We still talk. Mm-hmm. You know, we text, we talk, whatever. I don't follow her because I don't want to see the housewife stuff. Right. Right. Uh, now, I don't feel that way. I should probably just start following her again. But I, I don't, I, I'm a little removed now. Mm-hmm. This is the third season that I have mm-hmm. not been on. Right. So, I do feel like a bit removed now, but it, to me, it was just like it, it's following your sorority Twitter feed after you graduate college. Right. I just felt like I feel like that about good. some of my TV shows I was on because some of them were great experiences and others weren't. And it's almost like you see other people doing things in their life, and it brings you back to some of that pain that right. you went through. So that's and some why of the I ways did. that they treated you, yeah. or it's sometimes FOMO because even though right. I was like it was time for me to be off the show. Right. The one thing that I always loved about the show were the girls' trips because I never mm-hmm. – I can you imagine? I had never been on a girls' trip before I joined the show. Wow. Yeah. So never. You'd never go off no, with your girlfriend? I don't think I've ever been on a girls' trip. Really? Never no. Oh, my God. you They're the best. We well, need so the best, fun, right? Yeah. We, swinging from, like, the yeah. chandelier. So I do miss that part, and I thought I'd have some FOMO if I was right. seeing it. And then, again, didn't want to, like – I don't know. It was just sort of time to separate a bit. But to answer your question, I think with um, like haters and stuff like that, it gets a lot nicer once you leave the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't really get a ton of that. I think the people that follow me now are interested in the things I'm working on and doing and not the drama of that. So it's a little more blue skies. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like they, because I don't know anything about reality TV, do you think they put, did they put you in situations and then poke and provoke yeah, everyone and then things. give you alcohol, alcohol and then right? step back. And isn't that I creating know, almost like a fake scenario? You know, I will tell you that the show is not fake right. and nothing is scripted mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised. It's sort of like, you know, when you're on a movie set and it's like 
that's why people get into relationships on movie sets because it's it's like you feel um, like it's you feel like it's reality. authentic. No, it's yeah. it's a, it's an unreal real environment. Right. So you're in this cocoon. It's like being at sleepaway camp. You know, right. like people yeah. <laughs> sleepaway camp movie sets. You're in this environment where you're sort of cut off from the outside mm-hmm. world, and everything becomes really heightened. Mm-hmm. You love a little deeper, right. and you hate a little more, right. and you are it, like all those emotions like get polarized. So what I would say is. It's a very intense three or four months where you're together with this group all the time Mm -hmm. and then hearing things and reacting and acting, not acting like as an actress, Mm -hmm. but I mean like, you know, acting on impulse is what I'm saying. And going to on these trips, it just becomes your reality. Do you feel like there was a little bit of gaslighting? Do you feel like the producers in a way would say like, you're the bitch and you know you're this person no. you're the vindictive so you end up like believing role, that yeah. that's who you are no i think what's sort of interesting i think the characters if you'll call them that that work on these kinds of shows are people yeah. that honestly find their lane right. so when you join housewives they overshoot you they just because they, the right? they don't because they don't know for the first year because they just okay. don't know who you are right. and you need to get comfortable and whatever but they want to see what content they're getting mm-hmm. and then they figure it out but what i realized very quickly is you can think you are a certain way, mm-hmm. but it is the audience who decides who right. you are. Right. Point blank. It, right. Period. End of story. Not the producer. The producers and the saying, editors. Right. Yeah. The editors, yeah. but the editors. Um, and now look, the editors have to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and this is what's crazy about it too. So, every thirty hours of filming yields twenty minutes on the air. 30 hours. That's amazing. Wow. Because think about it. You have five, six, seven, eight women filming their personal stories, these three, two and three girls Mm -hmm. together, these group events. It's a lot of footage. So they have to come up with storylines and through lines Mm -hmm. based on all of this Mm -hmm. in 18 to 22 episodes, Mm -hmm. right? So you could be sitting down at a dinner and let's say the dinner's two and a half hours. They're not going to show. It's like going to be a four minute dinner unless Mm -hmm. something crazy happens. Now, if we're having a conversation here, there may be something that was so important to me. That was the reason I said anything I said after this sentence right. that was the catalyst in my thoughts for everything or or something you said mm-hmm, right. that made me feel this way and react this mm-hmm. way. But if the editors didn't feel that was important and it, do- then it doesn't sudden, even make sense. It's all, it's like all in context. You a crazy person right. going off on something that do- it doesn't make don't, sense. The audience no. doesn't have the right context. No, and you right. do. And that's what the blogs are for, right. which is kind of interesting because it's like a fourth dimension sort of to fill in but then the, the blog fights between the ladies, yes. right? Like the blogs are back and But forth. that's what makes the whole thing kind of interesting and mm-hmm. fun, honestly. Did you ever regret anything that you ever did? Totally. Like, Don't oh, you regret never- things? Yeah. What would you say is your biggest regret from the show? Oh, you know what? I it, It's hard to say because I think, I mean, I could give you moments, but they were, which I will, but they were all, um, as I'm saying, built up off mm-hmm. of all these other things that were going on. I got to take this off and choke it. That were going on. <laughs> that a good choke. What? That, either, <laughs> that either I didn't know was going on or you didn't see was going on right. or things that were going on in my personal life that was affecting, you know, like that kind of stuff right. that created who I was. But I think the reason why I worked on the show is because I could never help mm-hmm. what I said and how I felt and it mm-hmm. just came out the way it came out and, and that's what people want and to that's see. what it was and that's what they wanted to see um I hate that my last 
couple of episodes on the show were the Ireland trip. Okay, right. I really did. I felt like there was a lot more that happened on that trip Mm -hmm. that informed how I felt and what I said. Having said that, I'm sorry I engaged Mm -hmm. with Kelly so much Mm -hmm. because... She's kind of a lightning rod, isn't she? It's not not an easy road to navigate. Mm -hmm. But I am sorry I got caught up in it. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. I lashed out. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I hadn't. So you mentioned- Not because people yeah. got mad at me, and they mm-hmm. did. I got a lot of backlash for things mm-hmm. that happened that season, but then it was fine, and right. you know, people move on and whatever. You're only as good as last, good or bad as last week. It's like yeah, popcorn right. TV or potato chips, and you know, it moves yeah. on. Um, and but I think most people understand that, like, if you film someone for a whole year, you could make two very films, mm-hmm. right? You could they could take everything great you did mm-hmm. and turn you into like a hero. Um, or or they can right. make you a douchebag, right. Right? right? And I think most of the time we're we're all like a little of both, yeah. and so we all say things we regret, and we do stupid things, and we say stupid things, but usually you have a moment to like figure it out and, and hold yourself accountable for it when you're like filming the show and all this stuff is going. You don't have ha- because as the audience, you guys are watching it, you see everything that's going on. Well, I don't know what's going on with her, what she's saying to her, what they're really telling me. You have right. no. Clue. So you see it yeah. on TV, right? So you see yeah. it. So it's like a puzzle that you only have certain pieces to. And then sometimes you think you're smarter than right. what's going on. You think you're you like, know mm-hmm. and you don't know. I feel like that's a metaphor for life, though. Like, you But it is. Never and that's really why, know. That's why yeah. even though, yeah, there's definitely things I regret. Right. That last season, I was just, I was ready to go. So you mentioned, you know, that you were still friends with Tamara. And I think, like, tongue-in-cheek, you sort of said Vicky was the horniest one. It's like the horniest right. person I've ever met. Maybe those are the people who don't, aren't actually having sex. No, no, she does. Talk because I talk no. about sex all the time, and I'm it's pretty dry right now <laughs> after having the baby. Um, you so. might want to look into that Mona Lisa procedure. That, no, I'm what, what is that? Uh, oh, I'll tell you about that. Anyway, oh. it's a vag procedure. But dry meaning like just dry. No, smell. I, I got it. I was yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're ready to go at any time. God. I'm still all right. See why I can't believe yeah. I've lost all that. Yeah. So Vicky, horniest person I've ever oh. met for sure. Okay. Because uh, she is actually having sex. Yeah, she loves time, having. Do you think? I don't know, but that I don't need a visual on. But um, I want a visual. She, she, no, but she's she's like a horny chick. She's, so you're still friends with her? Is she doing like? Yeah, horny, no. Do, what no. Is she talking I mean, about we're not not, not friends. friends. Honestly, after I left the show, I was surprised by some of the comments that some of them that I that do get back to me because I get right. tagged on things. Nah, enough time has gone by. Like when I see Vicky, if I run into her somewhere, mm-hmm. and I have run into her uh-huh. at, at a restaurant or something, I will always go over and say hi. We hug each other. How are you? How, she'll ask how the kids are. I'll ask her hers. It, to me, I feel like even not just Orange County, but like all the housewives, because mm-hmm. I run into girls from other franchises, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're members of the same sorority. So right. if if someone like I don't know like the cast of I don't know uh, Potomac, right. let's just say, because mm-hmm. I've never seen that. I'm like, who, who is that? What's <laughs> that? But if yeah. someone came up, but if she's, but if she said I'm from. I'm on Housewives of Potomac. I'd be like, oh yeah, my God, right? hi, give her a hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like we're part of this sorority. And I right. think it's a very specific and interesting right. experience that you really can't explain, but we all have been through the, it's like how moms feel. Right, right. Once you've given birth to a child and you feel like you're Something part of traumatic. this club. You're the shit like, storm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shit storm, but it's yeah. also like, 
so cool. Yeah. And you know, in the case of it motherhood, life yeah, it's so just like motherhood changes your life. There's amazing things to it. You have this little life. And, and I would think with housewives, you know, it not just, you know, gives you all these experiences, but this unbelievable platform mm-hmm. to be able to do incredible things. Mm-hmm. If you take your time and figure out how to monetize the show and right. how to work it and, that cash Do they rain pay on well you. on the show? Like, did they pay you guys well? The episode well, rates probably not that right? high, but it's everything else that you can get from let, it. Let me let me give tell you. Tell me a, how much you made. Us. Let me give you give a little. Let give me, us a dollar. Let me give you a, 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 a like a like an idea here. Okay. My first season on the show for the entire season, I made less money than I make in one episode of scripted television. In the whole so year, scripted the whole can be anywhere okay. from, from like ten. Well, it depends if you're a guest star. Guest stars are like ten. No, more than that, but not And then a lot. like 30? <laughs> a little more than that, but not a lot. 40. A little more than that. I mean. Like that. For the whole season. The entire season. That's I wonder like, if I'm not allowed to say that. Oh, you're off the show. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, not is that, you, what, what can way, they do? Would you go back? Would you go uh, back? But I will say this. You start yeah. off with not a lot <laughs> of money, okay. but um, as you're on the show, you of course, make more. Yeah. And you make money from other avenues um, as well, like book deals. Well, that's, that's what you have to realize. But honestly, but all yeah. reality television is mm-hmm. like that. It's not just Housewives. I right. mean, Big Brother or oh, Survivor, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's like minimums for TV. You know, I can't remember what it is. It might be like 2500 a week. I mean, that's like, just... Guest stars around 10 I think. I think that's top of show. I think. Well, that's me. <laughs> so I don't know anything other, like, other, other than a 10, well, a 10 fancy spot. Well, girl. Sorry. I will tell you that um, I think even mm. on those shows, they have to pay you. Right. Like, like you, know when you, you know when you do like a talk show right. and they have to pay you like 500 bucks or something right, like right, that right. just because it's like you're a, a SAG member and right. it's like a minimum. It's like that. Like they have <laughs> to pay you a certain amount to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's those ancillary businesses that you're hoping to get by being on one of these shows. That's so. If Andy Cohen came a calling again what and said, "Hey, Miss Heather, do you want to rejoin the cast?" What would you say? Well, you know, I always say, "Never say never," because right. I don't want to be. But in your heart of hearts, would you do it again? Would you really do it? I think it would. There would have to be a compelling reason to do it. I okay. think that. When money. I, money, I th- money, 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 it money. wouldn't be, it wouldn't no. be the money. I don't think you okay. need, I don't. no. She doesn't need the money. I don't think you need she it. doesn't need I it. I think you're Look, good. I yeah. love money. I mean, I'm not Talk sure. about how much we love money. We it's okay. Love, it's okay love to money. love money. Mm-hmm. It's we freedom. Lo- money equals freedom. Right? It does. Right. And I will say this. What okay. was, what was difficult for me was, all right, so I was a full-time scripted actress mm-hmm. and then I had four kids in seven years and I bought our first house and- you know, I dumped all my money into a lot of stuff like that, and then I had no money of my own. That's what happened to me when I first came here. So that is a really weird, weird scary feeling, right? place to be. Yeah. Tell me, I remember having to ask her, and I was like, um, I need like my own money. This right. is so Can weird. I borrow a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. please, please, in this year. account. Yeah, yeah. You sign off on yeah. it. Right. But it's a weird thing and a weird place to be because, you know, there should be a value mm-hmm. on uh, stay-at-home mothers, absolutely, right. and they should be paid. It's a job. For sta- CEO it's job. the hardest I mean, job are, on the yes, planet. And yes. for me, it was so much easier to go to work than stay home. I mean, that was just hard. But anyway, I started on Housewives. And I would do like – I did still a pilot that didn't mm-hmm. get picked up here and there, guest star. Like I did stuff like that, but I wasn't working consistently. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Right. And then I started on Housewives when my youngest was nine months old. Okay. Okay. So all of a sudden, even though it wasn't very You're much your money, money, I was making my own money. And feeling. then yeah. there was other money coming in. And then um, we renegotiated and I started making like a decent living, plus these other things that we were doing. So all of a sudden, 
my own mm-hmm. money was back. And it, there was something that felt so great about right. that mm-hmm. to me. It's weird because I feel like it's such a taboo to say that you want money. And I said to my husband, Fuck that. money yeah. for me is freedom. Do I don't, right. it doesn't have to rule my life where I like lose friends and relationships over it. But for me, money equals freedom. Right. And so, it's like, it's a, it's a having a comfortable life and a, and a, and a better life because you have more freedom is okay. Right. I agree. Um, I just had on, on, my podcast, I had Candace Bushnell was just on the show. Oh, so nice. you know who wrote Sex and the City? Oh, nice. so she Like her face. I love that. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's so amazing. Nice. She has a new book co- coming out called Is There Still Sex in the City? And what's interesting is it's about women might to turn 50 this year. You do not <gasps> look 50. No, you did not. Did. Oh, my God. And you said Heather. you have a little bit of Botox. I haven't That's seen one Yeah, you don't I have did. And I, by the way, and I just, I need lip gloss so bad. My mouth's so dry. Um, <laughs> because everyone can I, see you, you right but now. I got had some neck Botox. You can see I have a bruise. See that? Oh, but you And what does that do? can't even tell. It gets rid of those, those oh, platysmal bands. But you, don't, you see, my neck is sagging. Your neck is not sagging. But a little yeah. boat, like, I like to still be able to move my face. Right. Like, I want my kids to know I'm mad right. at me. I want to be able to work as an actor. Right. But like a little Botox, just to spruce it up just a little bit, I really yeah. I enjoy I'm it. just afraid of, because you said that you're afraid of everything because you feel like you're going to be allergic to it. That's I'm not I, allergic to Botox. Well, I feel like I'm going to get it and then I can't move Definitely my face and that's going to freak me out. Yeah. But what were, you we, know? what were we talking about? Oh, Candace Bush. Let, yes. yes. let me tell you this. So, so she, her whole book is mm-hmm. about these women who are like 50 and they're all getting divorced. Really? And it was the scariest thing. But a, a big <laughs> running through line was the finances, right? Okay. And now, God forbid, poo poo, like Terry and I are great. No, mm-hmm. no problems there. Uh, but I started thinking about it and I thought, gosh, you know. So it can rip you apart. You, yes. you don't know. And like, what happens if you don't have that income coming in? You have to prepare for your future no matter, yes, what. No matter what. And that's why I think it's so important for women to have their own money. And whether it's you're a stay-at-home person, mm-hmm. stay-at-home mother, you don't want, even if you're a stay-at-home mother of fur babies right. and you just don't mm-hmm. work and that's your yeah. arrangement, that's fine. But you still need your partner right. then to give you like some kind of an allowance, even though as archaic as that sounds. Uh-huh. So you can do what you want to do. Have you ever been through a rough patch, patch financially? Yes. We had $2 million stolen from what? us oh my. from but a did financial that, guy. Did that mean that you hadn't, you didn't know where the next check or no. was going to? Okay. So thank, you, you know what? My husband's a, a surgeon. Like, right. I have to say, thankfully, except for, you know, when global financial crisis 08, 09 happened. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel it? Uh, no. Yes. First of all, we were li- we had bought a house because everyone said at the time, oh, if you're living in a house more than two years, you don't <laughs> rent. We're like, okay. So we oh, bought- so you were renting before that? No. So we were building- we Okay. Were, no, we were living. Uh, we sold. The, it's a long story, but we were we had bought this house while we were building a house, okay. figuring we're going to live here for three years while we right. build this okay. house. Global financial crisis happens. Can't get rid of this house. Mm. Literally have to give it away, pay the bank, shit show while we're finishing. And you know the checks at the end when you're building a house are the right. biggest checks ever. Mm-hmm. Plus, who's having plastic surgery? In okay. during the global financial crisis, because what's crazy oh. is the people that still have money are doing right. the surgeries, right. but right. it's the it's the people in the mid to low right. bracket who have like the breast dog or the Botox that or don't do it anymore are done. Right? Yeah. It was it was the perfect storm, and I said, we, we Terry and I looked at each other and we're like, we were not prepared for this, right. and this won't happen again. So we had a little recheck there, and then we had this financial guy who had lied to us, and it's, I've talked about it before, but it's kind of a long story, but they swindled $2 million from us. So at that point, thankfully, this was not, um, it hurt, mm-hmm. but it didn't kill, kill right, us. Right, right. Um, but talk about an expensive learning lesson, mm-hmm. but it did make me stand up and go, oh, right, 
you're a brilliant doctor and you suck yeah. at finances. Oh, I think that's more men than we think. Well, right. women are the conservative ones. And that's why usually that's... men and women balance each other out because mm-hmm. they take a few more risks and we're mm-hmm. a little more conservative. Mm-hmm. But this was like, like he's great at stocks and that and right. certain things, right. but not the day-to-day. The day-to-day finances. Mm-hmm. So I had to take everything under my wing. I, so no I one like touches my to money. Yeah, you're like, fuck It's funny that. because like with us, mm-hmm. I felt like we knew every single year like what we needed and what we had coming in. And then... One thing changes, like my husband's um, right now raising financing for a film fund. So he stopped working. And then you don't think it's going to affect you in any way. But you realize like what you said, like rechecking yourself. And for me, I'm like, we need to plan for our future now because I'm 35 years old. And like, but I'm going to blink and I'll be 50. And right. if I don't do it now, the next 15, the next 15 years is going to, it's going to be shady. It's you know? so smart. Yeah. It is so smart to think of it like that because we didn't. Mm-hmm. The one thing we did really well, though, mm-hmm. is do you guys know the 529 plans Mm-mm. i'm gonna write oh. that down oh you yeah. need to get that like right so uh, the one that we do is called scholar share so this okay. is for the kids education mm-hmm. so what you do is you put in a little money every month and then it accumulates and it goes into like general you could you could say how aggressive you want to be with it mm-hmm. and then so they'll have enough money for college and what's good about it is when you pull it out it's tax-free okay. mm. that's good which is great, yeah. and it be, it can be used for anything <laughs> educational. So it's not just for their tuition. It's for room and board. It's for if they want to do a semester abroad, mm-hmm. if they want to do this, if they want to do that. Now, we started, like, I think when the twins – I don't think we started until they were, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. And we started putting in, like, 100 bucks a month or whatever mm-hmm. we were putting in. Anything helps. Mm-hmm. But then at one point, we were like, how much is college? Mm-hmm. Right. And so we sort of backtracked and did the math on it and figured out what we needed to do. And we got a little more aggressive with it. And mm-hmm. now, so the twins are in their sophomores in high school. Mm-hmm. And we have one in seventh and then one in third grade. Mm-hmm. And they're all fully funded for college now. Oh, that's great. But Jeez. I will tell you, I don't care what your income is, mm-hmm. how high, how low, um, this is the smartest thing to do right. for your kids' education. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something else. If they don't use it, like let's say you think they're going to go to grad school. Oh, my child's a right. genius. And they become gonna... an actress like me and don't go to college. <laughs> and, they don't, and they don't go to college. Right. Or they go then to college what? and then they decide they're not yeah. going to grad school and you have all this money. You can use it because your names are on it for right. an educational trip, a class, uh, Ooh, anything. An educational trip. Right. Yes. Wine. To the wine. Wine. Yes. Yes. Napa. You're By the way, about naked wine. in the Maldives. Just <laughs> that out of my brain. Right. Yeah. But it's I true. It. Yeah. But like that's why it's so good to have these conversations because I didn't know about that stuff. And you're so smart for talking about financing and future at your age because I wish that we had done more of that. I think that we think like, oh, we're so it's good It's going to keep coming right. in. It's going to keep coming you in. Know? And then the minute money. it doesn't, like for me, you know, even little things, and I've become this person where I want to go and shop at Trader Joe's now and not Whole Foods, not because we can't shop at Whole Foods. And you think like, well, what are you spending? Every time you go into Whole Foods, it's like 200 bucks. Yeah. You know, so you go three, four times a week, all of a sudden there's four grand. And it's just like there's little tiny changes that don't affect your life really in any way Mm -hmm. or are saving money for our future. And pay yourself first. Like I always say this, like what, you know, every month what I do is I pull X amount of money out of this, you know, this main account, and I put it over here on the side, mm-hmm. so that there's always tax money, there's always trip money, there's there's always money putting aside. Because what I've noticed is, mm-hmm. and this, it's the same concept of you know when you have cash in your wallet, it goes yeah. like you could have there, you could oh, have a thousand dollars of yeah. cash in your wallet, and like all of a sudden like, where it's does it go? Gone. 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 But if you were charging a thousand dollars on your credit card, charging, char- oh. you would realize mm-hmm. how much you were charging. Right. Or if you charged like a couple of big things, like you would get it. But the right. cash just goes. 
goes. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing. So I feel like, you know, money comes in and you're just paying the bills and paying the bills and not figuring it out. Mm -hmm. If you take a certain amount of money and you make a conscious decision to do it, pay yourself first, put it on the side, you're in a much better You have a business manager though, right? No. See, that's. I think that's how big I've had a business manager for 15 Get years. Rid of your oh. business and I don't even know what we're spending. Our insurance is two grand a month no. for cars. And I'm like, how are we not in the best insurance? And you're right. I think you're so right. Because that's an antiquated thing that we were taught, yeah. especially as young, like young actresses, like, right. oh, you get an agent, you have a manager, you have a business. 15 years of They're going to take care of your all your like, 15 years. Yeah. And 15 you, years. By the way, and you uh, give them, why don't you add up the percentage that you have given? Hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, I've bullshit. given them. By it's the way, a down it's, payment for a, it's a, a, a rental that. price for yeah. someone else. If you would put all that money in the stock market, you would have hundreds, millions, hundreds, thousands, you, millions. You would have millions. You, we have got to stop outsourcing our shit. So and you true. know what? I would. I did this for years. Yes. First of all, I would outsource to people like you. Same thing. Uh-huh. And then I probably did it for fifteen years too. And then I would assume that Terry was handling anything because, right. in my mind, same. He's he's a man. He didn't yeah. know what he's doing. He knows he's what he's doing. Bullshit. He didn't yeah. know what he was doing. So all of a sudden, I was like. First, I was annoyed. Right. Like, why do I have to do? Why do I have to be responsible for this and the kids and this? And then I went, you know what? Because you do. Yeah. Because if you want this to be done right, you have to do it it. yourself. And you have to be involved. And you can't let anyone sign your checks for you. You have to know exactly where your money is. And yes, is it a pain in the... You know what I'd rather have you spend money on or anyone? Hire an assistant, seriously, Mm -hmm. to get you information. Not do it for you. So, hey, I need insurance for my cars. I'm paying you... $13 $13 an hour, okay? Right, right. <laughs> and I need new insurance for my car. I want you to call every insurance agent, tell them what kind of cars we have and how many miles a year, da, 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 mm-hmm. and get me quotes. And then you close the deal. Right. That's smart. Yeah. Why don't you guys come on my show? We would love to. And we will continue the conversation. Yes, we would love to. Thank you guys so much for having Thank you. You're amazing. so excited. We look like Christmas right now with the green bottles and the red red dresses. I love it. We're so fast. And I'm firing my business manager right now. So you'll get a call. Please do. I expect a really big Christmas present. Yeah. $100,000 Christmas present. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Heather, you're amazing. And we are Women on Top. And where can you find us? You can find us at at Women on Top Official. On Instagram. On Instagram. And where can they find you, Heather? Heather at Heather Dubrow. Basically anywhere on the planet. And you can go to HeatherDubrow.com. And your podcast is? Uh, Heather Dubrow's World is my podcast. And Terry and I, we have uh, Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig, both uh, on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. And she is just just dropping knowledge right and left. So you've got to listen to her podcast. Yeah. And (laughs) he he is going to do my mommy makeover. So (laughs) you heard it here. Two for one. Two for Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 